Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Nintendo Watcher Podcast. I'm Justin, joined as always by my co-host Matthew. Matthew, how's it going? Hey, it's going well, man. How are you? Good, I'm good. We've got a big one to talk about. Um, I know we've both been spending a lot of time with Splatoon 3 over the past week or so. But before we jump into that, we wanted to take a quick second and talk about the Nintendo Direct that happened a little earlier this week. Matthew, uh, what were your impressions? Uh, you know, uh, I think overall a pretty solid direct. Nothing spectacular. You know, excited about the the Zelda. You know, we got an actual release date uh, sooner than I actually expected it to be, um, which is great. You know, early spring, really. I mean, it's uh, kind of right at the at the start there, so that's kind of great. Um, uh, got the title there. Uh, jazzed about the new Fire Emblem. I know there's some controversy about the character design. Some people not big fans. I personally think it looks pretty solid. Uh, the animations look real slick. Um, other than that, you know, a lot of solid stuff we already knew about coming out. Um, some nice surprises on the remaster front. If you're a farming game fan, as I know you are, um, yeah, a lot to love. I mean, what about you? How did you feel about uh, overall impressions? Yeah, I felt like almost farming sim overload um <laughs> it's kind of cool to get um rune factory 3 special on the switch I thought you'd like that one yeah it's kind of kind of interesting especially after the the last one was kind of disappointing um yeah i was really excited to see fire emblem 2 as soon as they let off with that i was like man this is gonna be a really strong direct yeah. um tears or tears of the kingdom looks cool and I, you know, I'm just really excited to see GoldenEye is finally going to make it to Nintendo Switch Online. That's and cool. they, yeah, and they have a little bit of a roadmap going forward with the next few games. A lot of them are Mario Party games, which are fine. They're going to destroy Joy Cons, um, you know, left and right. Um, Look, what matters is we just got our Stealth uh, Superstars DLC, and it's called the Better Mario Party Games. <laughs> yes, that's all so. that matters. But yeah, I thought it was a, a solid direct. I wasn't, you know, um, overcome with emotion or anything, but it was a solid mm -hmm. direct. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, nothing nothing amazing. You know, some disappointments, a lot of rumors about some uh, HD Zeldas that we didn't see, nothing from Metroid yet. You know, I was tweeting along with the direct, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm firmly in the camp that Nintendo should have never announced Metroid Prime 4. Um, it was a mistake. They shouldn't have done it. It just set expectations way too high, um, so hopefully yeah. we'll see that sometime soon in the in the near future. But you know, at this point, I think better to just assume we won't and be pleasantly surprised when we do. Yeah. Before we get into Splatoon, let's let's take a second to talk about that Wind Waker and Twilight. Do you think they're coming at all? I do. Yeah, I think we're gonna get them. I think we'll probably get them at the beginning of next year. Um, you know, January, February. Uh, I, I my guess is you know there's some timeline marketing stuff you know February and March or April and sorry January and February those are the months I'm looking for um, look to be pretty stacked uh, coming up so I'm thinking maybe yeah maybe March they hit us with those give us a few months to play through those before we get uh, I'm gonna call it uh, Tears of the Kingdom that's I think what I'm gonna call it so we're gonna go with that um, before we get that I think I think that's the plan at least uh, that's my guess yeah Nintendo typically has some games like re-releases or um, ports and early in the year like that I, I hope you're right about it anyway yeah all right let's move on to Splatoon um, so we've got a, a 
few things that we want to talk about with Splatoon. Um, but let's start with first impressions. Um, you spent a lot more time with this than I have, I think. <laughs> I, I, I would wager that's true. Probably. Uh, what what level are you? Let's start there. Uh, so surprisingly low level wise, I believe uh, my catalog level I just hit twelve. So I just hit twelve with the catalog. I think I'm only ten or eleven when it comes to like my online rank. Oh, okay. I'm um, only yeah, nine, so we're we're pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. So online ten, um, and then I've hit I've hit twelve in the catalog. Um, you know the been taking my time with with like turf wars i haven't jumped into anarchy battles yet have you tried those out yet no i think you get them at level 10 oh that's right you don't have splatoon 2 data on your your old system huh yeah or your new yeah. system i should say yeah, yeah did it transfer over like that yeah because i so i had i had downloaded my uh the, it was fortuitous actually i didn't realize that you know okay so we should i guess we should talk about this if you had splatoon 2 save data on your system, when you booted up the game, you had the option to import it, right? It got you three gold tickets, which allow you to unlock three weapons from any level of of the of Sheldon's store, right? You can you get three uh, weapons, doesn't matter what rank they are, you can unlock them right from the start. So you can go and pick your favorite weapons from Splatoon 2 and have them right away. Went and grabbed myself my favorite uh, roller and called it a day. Um, I had I had just uh, you know uh, out of curiosity you know thinking I would I would jump back into Splatoon 2 for a few days beforehand um, I had downloaded my Splatoon 2 save data to my new uh, Splatoon OLED um, so when I booted up three it, it let me transfer that data over to uh, the game I got the um, automatic anarchy battles so I could do them from rank one I could jump right into them. Um, and then I got three golden tickets, so three, uh, you know, uh, tier uh, unlocked weapons, basically, which was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, it turns no out, yeah, it turns out if you don't do that when you first load up the game and create your character, you're out of luck. You can't go back and put the save data back on your system and still get the unlocks, apparently, without starting over from scratch, from what I understand. Hmm. Yeah, and I hadn't yeah. played Splatoon 2 on my OLED Um all that was locked on my old switch i guess yeah but i mean you have you know the the bummer is like you could have it because if you had saved data on your old switch you could have cloud saved it over to your oled um which is what i did right um because you've got nintendo switch online which means you have cloud save data for all your old you yeah know, games yeah i didn't uh, even think about it i had no idea <laughs> sucks sucks oh, for people sucks. that didn't realize it but yeah i mean it was it was pretty cool so um so yeah you'll you'll be unlocking those soon and i'm Hoping you know once once you get there, we should really talk about jumping into some some co-op uh, anarchy battles. I think that'll be kind of cool to you know for you to experience the non-turf war you know uh, gameplay uh, you know, with someone else who's played it before. Yeah, and I'm so close. I'm I'm almost almost at um, level ten. Actually, right before we started recording the podcast, I played through a few levels, and I was on like a five game winning streak. I had to stop. Nice. Had to stop. That's impressive. That's impressive. I was playing yeah, with kids, though. Well, I mean, you might have been. You don't know that. Don't don't talk down to the Splatoon community. Get out of here. I, I think it was just that particular group that I was playing with. Because <laughs> I get killed every other time, and I was like ranking yep. number one on these. It's the time of day. Yeah, time of day. People haven't gotten off work yet, so you were playing with all the kids. But what do you think about it? I mean, you are heavy into uh, all like all the Splatoon games, right? You you like the first yeah. one on the Wii U. Yeah. You played a lot yeah. on the second one. What do you think of the third uh, one? You know, so. I think that it's the best execution of the formula. 
I think, as I've said on previous podcasts, it's Nintendo's strongest franchise in decades. I think it's right up there for me, at least, with the Zelda's Mario's of of Nintendo's catalog. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you were a fan of Splatoon two, like I like I assumed, you'll be a fan of Splatoon three. If you wanted something fresh and new, however, you'll be a little disappointed. Uh, though I think that the permanent Salmon Run is a huge boon. I've sunk many hours into Salmon Run, which is why my catalog rank is so much higher than my, um, you know, player rank, because um, you still get catalog points in in Salmon Run, which is nice. And, and, you know. Uh, plus you unlock you know additional cosmetics and uh, items and money and stuff so it's a fun little mode to play if you're trying to you know kill time between turf war um, and I completed the single player already you know I spent a lot of time in there completed every level with the exception of the the you know no spoilers other than to say you know there is a secret post game level if you've beaten all of the core uh, single player levels I haven't beaten that one yet it's um, quite the challenge um, and and I'm I'm absolutely smitten with it. I'm having a great time. Um, you know, it's I, I tweeted about this a little while ago. Actually, you know, this to me is like the perfect game for my attention span right now. Um, you know, everything is just snappy, and there's options to to switch it up. You know, every couple of minutes if you want to. Um, but it's also really easy to just sit in one area of the game and kind of just veg out for an hour or two. Um, without feeling too much pressure to go do anything else. Uh, what about you? I mean, this is really your first Splatoon that you sunk any significant time in. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, I spent more time with Splatoon 2 single player than I did the online thing. <clears throat> Just in general, I'm I'm not a super competitive gamer. So yeah. the, the multiplayer kind of put me off for a long time and I wasn't very good at it. I came to it really late. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it just... It didn't click with me. Everybody was so much better than me when I started playing online with yeah. two. Um, with this one, I actually haven't spent much time with the single player at all because I've really been enjoying the turf battles. I think a That's lot right. of new people got into Splatoon with three. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, so the the uh, leveling was, was a little more even uh, by the time yeah. we started playing this. I mean, th- I know we want to talk about this too. This is one of the you know top-selling games or the top-selling game in Japan right now. Um, mm-hmm. it's just selling like crazy. A lot of people I think are getting introduced to it for the first time and yeah, I'm really I'm enjoying okay. it. You know, it took me a while to, to, we'll come back to that in just a second, but just to, to finish the, the loop here, um, I'm really enjoying it. I have finally, you know, found the weapon of choice. Oh yeah. What's that? It's the, uh, the Aeros, what is it? Aerospray, Aerospray. MG. There you go. I've tried wow. a few different things. Uh, I like the rollers, but the the um, Aerospray MG is, has just been my go-to. I also like some of the, the dual pistol things, but I really, yeah, really like that definitely. one. I'm having a really good time with some of the cosmetic stuff, too, and leveling oh, yeah. that up. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit more about that as we go on, just how you're, you're liking the cosmetics and the fashion mm-hmm. in it. Um, and let's see what else i want to say i you know we want to i've seen a lot of people complain about connection issues with splatoon i've had maybe two or three since i started playing it but this is probably the strongest multiplayer like online multiplayer experience i've had with the switch so far yeah and uh you know there we've we've got early confirmation that there is a 
there is a um, patch on the way to shore up some of those connection issues. I have noticed them. Um, I, you know, I've had a few loops where I've been stuck for a handful of minutes waiting for a match, only to be hit with like a, a disconnect right at the at the uh, the moment when the round's about to start. Um, I've also been cut out of rounds as they're loading in because of connection issues. Obviously, you know, a contentious move, but one I think is worth, you know, uh, implemented is, you know, if a player drops within the first minute or so of a round, um, the round ends automatically, right? No player takes a loss or anything, but, you know, they've got some systems in there that, you know, can create frustration for players looking for a quick, snappy experience. But I think you're right, you know, overall... Um, you know, I've had I've had uh, quite a few extended play sessions. You know, two two plus hour you know turf four sessions, and um, for the most part, I don't get dropped. You know, there's there's times where I'll have you know fifteen or so rounds back to back without any connection issues whatsoever. So I don't I think it's a little more. Um, you know. I think it's a little less substantial, I should say, than people are making it out to be. But I, that's you know that's not to say that there aren't areas uh, of the country that people are having you know much worse times with it than than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't I can't you know put that down with any certainty. So um, yeah, you know the the early going is pretty is pretty nice. I mean, um, like you said, the community I think is, is huge, right? Yeah, like you said, it is currently um the fastest selling game in the history of japan actually right um not just switch it it sold more games in its more uh, you know units in japan in its opening weekend than any other game uh has ever sold that's insane um, which is insane three and a half million it's like 3.45 is i think the number they put it at i mean that's just japan um this game is on pace to be easily the the highest selling splatoon um, and one of the higher selling, you know, I don't know if it will do as well overseas. You know, Japan is pretty crazy about Splatoon. They really, love it. um, I do think it's got more traction in, in, uh, other areas now than Splatoon 2 did, you know, with the larger install base, you know, a little bit more understanding of what Splatoon is, the better marketing, all of that, I think is, is really contributing to a strong start for this this third entry um and i think that's great because i think it's the most accessible entry yet it solved a lot of the quality of life issues you know in the old games you could team up with someone online play a couple rounds and all of a sudden you're on the opposite team as your friend that you're playing with now it allows you to actually you know group with friends and stay on their team the whole time you guys are grouped together great um you know the games uh, come a long way and uh, initially quite a lot of fun as far as i can you know uh, as far as i'm concerned and i'm glad you're having a good time with it um have you dived into uh have you have you dove into salmon run at all no not yet okay. um so you were talking you know at the beginning the competitive element is is kind of you know, or historically has not been a strong suit of of yours you know not something you really gravitate towards um if you ever get frustrated with Turf War, if you ever need a break from that competitive game, I would highly recommend you check out Salmon Run. It's a wave defense mode, well, so I, it's... I take that back. I did do the the tutorial, tutorial mode, yeah. yeah, but I didn't go any further than that. It gets pretty wild, and as you level up, um, the you know you get matched with people of your same level, you know your same rank in Salmon Run, which has an independent ranking system from you know the competitive multiplayer, um, but you can also unlock. Um, right each month there's a new piece of gear that you can unlock like pretty much unlimited versions of it and you can keep replacing it until you get one with the best stats that you want and keep 
breaking them up for chunks. So it's a way to form chunks to get new abilities on the gear that you like. It's um, also has little um, like gotcha pods that as you rank up, you get little you know gotcha balls that you open and they'll have things like tickets for the multiplayer food stall, um, additional money to buy cosmetics with. Um, I've had stickers. I had a title and a, um, a splat tag that I got um, from it. So you get you know, stuff in the other modes by playing salmon run and it's non-competitive since it's a cooperative wave defense game. So it gets pretty cool. Uh, a nice little break from the, the turf war uh, grind. If you ever need it. I'll have to check it out. You know, one of the complaints I have about the game is yeah. whenever you first start and they, they drop you in the city, mm-hmm. it's sort of hard to navigate the city and figure out where okay. to go. You know, yeah, some, I didn't find. Yeah, same didn't find that a long time to like find. a week. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. Um, you know, luckily, there's a fast travel system. Yeah, I found that way way too late. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if you were trying to you know go buy a pair of sneakers uh, in the early going, uh, you had a you had a hunt in it for you. They're they're not in a very obvious location. Yeah, and it's not clear like which buildings you can walk into and which ones you can't. I mean, it looks awesome though, but it's not super friendly to <laughs> first timers. No, no. Um, I only found uh, Salmon Run by doing the fast travel, and then I, I noticed you know it actually marks on that map is actually like a pretty useful indicator of where in the city you would find the locations. But it's even that it's not super clear. Um, you so, know, have you? Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, what, what do you think about some of the, the items and uh, weapons, um, uh, aesthetic stuff? What, what do you think about some of the shops that they have? I, you know, I've been a big fan of, you know, one of the appeals to me for Splatoon for a long time since the first game is just like the art style. The, you know, the creative direction I think is fantastic. It's, it's vibrant, it's colorful, it's loud. Um, and the, you know, tire is pretty cool. I love being able to like, you know, have a character that you dress up, but you know, I've, I've talked about this as well. Like one thing that will always hook me in a game are incremental rewards and nothing gets me more excited than a good glamour slash cosmetic system, right? If I can, you know, play dress up with my characters, I will be hooked in a game for a long time. And the options now are, you know, well, the variety of shirts, shoes, and hats is, is not as, you know, um, dramatic as in previous entries yet you know a lot of it's tied into the catalog and you know the slow drip of you know only a handful of items a day um but there's you know unlockables from the story mode that you can get you can get some unlockables in salmon run and and playing the single player um upgrading your catalog you get like a lot of variety and ways to express your character um and they've made it even easier now to you know, change out the skills and abilities that are on particular pieces of gear, which is really cool. Um, lets you, you know, customize in ways that you couldn't before. Um, and so I'm getting a kick out of that. I, have you downloaded the, I, I think I told you about this a couple days ago, have you downloaded the Nintendo Switch Online app and used the Splatnet feature yet? Y- yes, but only after you told me about it. Which is great. I didn't know about. The, I saw this online. I didn't realize it was a thing because I, I, you know, I talked to Merch, who's the, you know, he's an urchin NPC who, you know, sells you upgrades to your your items and and stuff, right? And he has a, a, a 
button that says uh, Splatnet orders, right? And I didn't know what that was. I had no idea. So I went online, I Googled it. Turns out the Nintendo Switch Online app allows you to um, not only look at the full season catalog, um, so you can see all 100 levels and what rewards come at each of those levels. It lets you set your outfits, your freshest fits, right? So you can kind of curate your your loadouts for the game as well. So you can jump between loadouts real easily. Um, and then there's a catalog that every day, right, at 8 p.m. Eastern, right, whatever your time zone adjust for that is, um, a new curated outfit comes out, right? So it selects one of the, like, in-universe, you know, fashion brands, um, and pops an outfit out, you know, head head to feet, right? And you can order those items individually, collect the outfit if you want. In addition, every four hours, there's a rotating cast of six items, and one item bumps off every four hours, and a new one replaces it. So throughout the day, in addition to the 8 p.m., you know, shop rotation, where all of the in-game shops change their stock for the day, uh, the app is constantly filtering new outfits with different you know ranks and skills and abilities and um, a lot of the stuff you buy through the app has um, bonus chance of certain abilities proccing when you level them up which is really cool um, and I found some really fun you know hats outfits jackets and stuff it's mostly been t-shirts in the in-game stores for the first couple of days all the really cool jackets and stuff have been through the splat uh, the Splatnet order, which I thought was really uh, an interesting way to kind of encourage players to explore the app. Um, which, again, if I didn't know about it, I'd be missing out on all these. You know, I, I saw people in these outfits, and I'm like, these were not available in the shop. Where are they getting these things? Yeah. So, and, how, how does know. it work technically? You can only order one thing at a time. Is that how it works? So, yes, yeah, so you can order one item at a time from Splatnet, but unlike going, so like you can also walk around the plaza, right? Look at another inkling and order what they're wearing right as long as it's not like amiibo attire mm -hmm. you can order what they're wearing and then the next day it shows up at merch right you can order up to three items and then one item will appear each day for the next three days right god so that's how that works but if you do it through Splatnet, the item goes to merch and he holds it until you're ready to buy it from what i understand i don't think there's a time limit on it so whereas you know ordering from someone in game once it shows up at merch, you only have 24 hours to buy it from him. The Splatnet stuff, once you order it, you can wait until you have the money, then you buy it, and then you can immediately order something else from the catalog. So if you have, you know, 50,000, you know, coins, um, and there's three items you want on the Splatnet shop, you can order one, pick it up, order the next one, pick it up. Or to the third one, pick it up, and they're all available in pretty much immediately. I've stood next to him, placed the order on my phone, talked to him, and it was there. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've only ordered one thing so far because I was I was confused about only being able to order one thing at at a time, mm -hmm. and it kept rejecting my old orders or right. deleting my old orders. Um, yeah, but as yeah, soon as you pick it up, you can order the next the next item. Okay, good to know. Yep. You know, one of the things I like the most about Splatoon, just thinking about the the clothing um, options. When I'm playing with other people online, I haven't seen two people dress the same. You know, there, yeah. there are only a certain amount of, you know, combinations available early, you know, when everybody is basically below level 10 or right at le level 10. But people are just being super creative with it. And, you know, you don't mistake your character for anybody else in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool. 
it's it's a great and you know between the you know you can you can be inklings octolings male female you know different hairstyles you know pant options and stuff like there is a, a wide variety of characters it's not you know it's not a, a super comprehensive character creator but it's it's still there's a lot of variety um the i mean the same applies to weapon usage there's mm -hmm. a few you know there's a few standouts like you know the arrow spray that you love you know a lot of people like that gun because it's good right it's got good it's got a good grenade it's got a good super and it has you know an awesome firing you know rate which is yeah i you know, love fantastic. the super i love Personally, that super. I can't stand it i really hate, i hate the um i i just don't like the the auto rifles and stuff in splatoon um like the sprayers they're not it's not my style i play pretty much exclusively close range and um like defensive for most hmm. of what i play i use uh rollers brushes and uh brellas pretty much it oh i hated see, the umbrella it was see a lot of people don't like it but what i like about the umbrella is you you put yourself in the front of your you know you you get in with a, a group of you know a team you dive into the you know the contested area you go out front and hold down that fire trigger it puts up a big old shield you send that shield off in front of you and it you know locks off entire sections of the map for a brief period of time you know forces players out of position gives your team a chance like there's some real strategy to some of these weapons that on their own you know, you're not going to rack up a ton of kills with the the brella because it fires slowly and you know you got to be really precise with your shots um but it's got you know other strengths outside of you know racking up kills which in a game where the main goal is to at least in turf war is to just cover as much ground as possible it's good to have someone who can lock off the enemy team from you know coming down a certain path or you know approaching from a particular direction yeah That's we need to I play like. together because i am super offensive with it that's why i love the shooter so much yeah as soon as we land i am running as fast as i can to the enemy base yeah and see and i'm i'm back there with the the splat roller just making sure that all of our home base is inked up before i head into the fray <laughs> yeah see we, we got to get on a team together <laughs> because uh together we will rule the splatoon world i think so i think so yeah i mean i'm happy to jump on anytime um I, you know like i said i'm having a blast with it. i you know there's not much that I dislike about the experience. Um, you know, yeah, is it a little samey? Sure. But I love Splatoon 2. Um, yeah, I was about to ask, what, just more of it. What, what do you make of the argument that it feels like $60 DLC? I don't, I don't buy that um, for a couple reasons. Um, yes, the core gameplay. If all you're talking about is the multiplayer, which is, you know, fair. It's the core experience for most players. Yes. I think the that's a fair complaint for people who just want to buy into the multiplayer. But anyone who likes um, the single player component, right? Or is interested in mini games and stuff like that. Like Table Turf. I don't know if you've played any Table Turf yet. Have you checked that out? No, not yet. It is so fun. It is such a cool little experience. And right now you can only play against NPCs, but in a future patch, they're gonna be making it so you can play against other players. Um, and it's basically Tetris meets Splatoon, right? You you lay down blocks and you have to clear cover as much space from your opponent as possible. And there's an element of strategy as your two zones come together, you know, lower rounds, uh, you know, lower point cards uh, override higher point cards if they're trying to take over the same space. And so you have to like think, you know, as your opponent gets closer to you, is it worth it to play a high 
card in a cer- certain spot or assume the player is going to the other player is going to go there and play a low card and it can get pretty competitive and pretty you know tense um and then you know salmon run is now f- you know full time and yes they could have and should have done that in splatoon 2 but they didn't and so having that available is really cool i think the argument that you know there's fewer maps right now and um you know they could have just added in the new weapons and specials into the previous game are all you know again valid criticisms but i don't regret the 60 dollars i spent um overall the experience feels better from top to bottom than it did in splatoon 2 and i think that you know it's more than just um you know it's more than just the the fact that the gameplay has not changed much you know there's there's some quality of life stuff that could have been patched in but i don't know that it would have been as simple as people make it out to be i think a lot of stuff got overhauled under the hood that we aren't seeing um, that just wouldn't have been feasible as a you know a patch to splatoon 2 right like turning splatoon to a live service game or something like that yeah um, that said, you know, it looks like they're really aiming to support this version for a long time. And maybe this one will have longer legs than Splatoon 2, you know, with the plans for the big DLCs. And at least, you know, minimum, we know two years of support for free updates and stuff. So, yeah, it makes me wonder about the the next generation Switch or whatever the, the next console is. I mean, <laughs> if this is going to be truly a, a multi-year game, um, is there going to be cross play? I'm sure they're already thinking about that. We are, yeah. you know, the switch is getting really long in the tooth, but apparently you can still find switch. I'm sorry. Splatoon matches on the Wii U right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can so, still jump in and find matches. People are playing it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're obviously there's, there's an appetite for these games to, uh, you know, extend and they've got this long roadmap. So I, I'm really curious what they're going to do with it, with the, the switch revision that, you know, My, has to yeah. come eventually. My guess is the Switch revision is going to be backwards compatible. Um, we're going to be able to play all of our Switch games on whatever the Switch 2 is. It's just going to be able to support, you know, uh, games that only run on the Switch 2. You know what I mean? I think More like that's the 3DS the... and 2DS. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the way we're going um, in the future. You know, we will, like, yeah, the DS to 3DS, right? You could still play DS games on your 3DS. It's going to be the same with the switch whatever switch Two, switch pro whatever they end up calling it and whatever it ends up becoming i don't think um switch is going to be obsolete at that point you'll just be able to you know play the same stuff you know on the other console that's that's at least my assumption um and i think you know splatoon 2 coming out so late in um the switch's life cycle and with you know us getting you know uh, tears of the kingdom you know in you know middle of next year um they're planning to make sure that these games that you can play on your switch, you'll still be able to play those versions on the next, you know, iteration is my guess. But, you know, Nintendo's done uh, pretty historically not so great in, in a lot of instances. So I could be wrong, but um, that's just kind of the vibe I'm getting from, from everything that's been you know rumored. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think this is like a game boy, game boy color situation or a yeah. 2ds, a 3ds, DS situation. Um, but let's, let's close out our conversation about Splatoon, um, talking about Nintendo's, um, just like how they're approaching online, um, multiplayer games and how that's changed. I mean, Splatoon is obviously their, their, their flagship franchise for online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that they, they are starting to experiment a little more. The Kirby game, um, can't remember the name of it now, but like they are experimenting with, with some of those online games as well. 
Um, what, what are your thoughts about how they're finally embracing it? It's what's fascinating to me about Nintendo and their their online is that they're continually years behind their competitors when it comes to this. Right, they're still not up to snuff with their online infrastructure, as we can see by the connection issues that many many Splatoon players are experiencing, right, and, and commenting on. Um, but you know, this is the best implementation yet we've seen, as you mentioned earlier in the episode. I mean, you know, it it is easy and quick to get into rounds most of the time. Um, the you know lobby system works. You 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 know you are in from one round and back into the next as soon as you would like to be. Right, you can continue to go in with your previous equipment, and within seconds you're back in the next round. You can switch out your equipment as soon as you select the new equipment. You're thrown right into the queue, and usually in a couple seconds you're back into the next round. Um, you can hop out, join friends, invite friends. Right, like all of those are options now, and that was stuff that was unimaginable. In previous, uh, you know, I mean, I just think back to Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. And the process of going to someone else's island in that game, I rarely went because it was so agonizingly obtuse. It was, it was horrible. It was not a fun experience. Um, it, you know, didn't work well. When it did work, it had so many limitations that it just didn't make it worth spending any sustained time on those other islands. Um, and I know that that's a very different game, but at the end of the day, it goes back to the fact that Nintendo always, always does something to make their online more complicated than it needs to be. And I think this is the first like relatively frictionless online system that they've produced, um, you know, and, I also want to say that, you know, outside of just the connection, right, and the ability to get into matches and the matchmaking systems and those kinds of things, what I appreciate about this is, like, Splatoon 3 is being set up as, like, their first, you know, seasonal shooter, right? Like, that's a big thing right now in free-to-play games. You know, you've got your your season pass, your game pass, right? And it, mm -hmm. you buy a, a season pass with real money, um, and it boosts the levels faster, or you can play with no money, and you have a horrendous time playing way more than you need to to unlock all the gear and items and whatever. And Splatoon just said, look, we'll, we'll do the season pass as well, but we're not going to make any real-world money options. You're just going to have access to all of it. Everyone will unlock it at the same pace if they play the same amount. Um, we're going to hide nothing behind, you know, microtransactions. And uh, we're still going to give you the same experience that all those free-to-play games are going to have. We're going to give you free updates. We're going to have new maps, weapons, you know, game modes, etc. come out in the future. Um, you On a three-month basis, things will, the catalog will rotate and there'll be new things to unlock and experience. Um, but none of it's locked behind microtransactions like you would get in any other you know game of this kind yeah it doesn't matter if you pay 60 dollars for it you know look at you know um the original you know i know overwatch 2 is doing something different but overwatch 1 you had to pay for it and it was online exclusive it was multiplayer focused and they still had loot boxes and season passes and thing you know when when all that stuff came around you know with with Fortnite and everything the season pass came out and you know you, if you didn't pay for it, you felt like you were behind everybody else, right? Yeah. Like you were being, you know, uh, you know, screwed over in different ways. And so, um, I appreciate that even though Nintendo is five years behind, they're in a better place than a lot of current multiplayer games. Um, 
I still think it's baffling, and I think the reason that this is this is the case, I still think it's baffling that there's no like built-in um, headset support. Like there was the weird peripheral for Splatoon Two, where you had to have like a an additional piece that you hooked the headphone into that hooked into your Switch in order to like just let me plug in a headphone and a headset and talk to my teammates, right? Yeah. And I understand that Nintendo is wary because they do still position themselves as like a kid-friendly atmosphere, and Splatoon absolutely, you know, reads as, as you know, um, child-friendly. So I get why they're hesitant to make um, that kind of communication, you know, just integrated into the main game, but it is a, a little bit backwards at this point. Like, they want a competitive game. They want people to buy into this ecosystem and to play the game long-term. They need to make it so that the community can interact in more ways than just you know drawing little characters above their uh player and you know seeing each other offline you know yeah nothing is more frustrating than trying to use their online or their their mobile app to talk to somebody about what you're playing on your switch i was playing with a friend of mine who had the expansion pack but was mainly using it for 64 games and we Mm -hmm. tried to play some 64 games online we ended up playing Star Fox 64 which was you know really fun but walking him through the process of joining my Starbucks game was, it was awful, man. Like it, it should never be that complicated. No, it shouldn't. I mean, at this point I've, you know, I've just decided that if I ever play, you know, so I hop onto discord, do a discord call, you know, yeah. like it's not worth it to try to deal with the, the switch app. Um, it's, it's not good. It's not, you know, I know I said I like the app for, you know, it's it's cosmetic, you know, and information based uh, elements for the Splatnet, but the the disc, you know, the the app voice chat is not good. It's a terrible system and it needs to be retired. Um yeah. You know, yeah. They need to they need to integrate something more native to the Switch. Yeah, uh, totally you know, get agree. Get in there. You know, bring it to D- Nintendo. Bring it in there. Let's let's do that. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. It's it's not a question of technical capacity. It's a question of what they're willing to accept on the platform and how they're going to police right. it. And I don't think they have a good answer for that yet. No, I don't. And that's yeah, that's still the big problem is Nintendo. I don't think they really have. I don't think they have a vision of themselves as a multiplayer first platform. Um, even though the you know, sports games, party games you know, competitive games, that's been like most of what they've put out in the, in recent years, you know, even as far back as arms, you know, like imagine if arms had like a, you know, a a voice chat or something, you know, let let people, you know, trash talk each other between rounds, you know, maybe it would give, give the community a little more life. And I feel like that's something that in the long run, we might find issue with in Splatoon, you know, uh, a lot of players that play these kinds of games, they like to, you know, play with the same people. Eventually, they want to hop into a voice chat and be able to... And if you're on PC, that's easy enough. Even if the game doesn't have built in, you've got access to Discord or something like that, right? You could hop on a Discord call, chat with your friends, and it's no problem. Not so easy when you're playing on a console, especially one that doesn't support native use of Discord. Um, you know, it becomes a, a whole barrier to that competitive element that... Um, it seems Nintendo wants to encourage, but is not willing to embrace fully. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so um, let, let's wrap this conversation up. What do you think? Rating for Splatoon right now, um, zero to ten. Uh, it, I'm gonna. I mean, for me, it's 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 an easy ten. Um, I don't. 
you know, we don't usually put scores on stuff here, but I can I can easily say it's a it's a ten for me. Um, that said, I understand it falling lower for a lot of other players. If you weren't as enamored with you know Splatoon as uh, as I have been, it's you know it's it's not as as easy a sell. But um, for me, it's exactly what I was hoping for in the third entry, and I'll be playing it for probably until we get Splatoon four. You know, I don't see why I wouldn't hop on for couple rounds of turf war uh every now and then just to kind of see how everything's progressing and oh man we got a splat fest coming already next weekend it's going to be great i can't wait go team grub it's going to be fantastic uh what about you where are you putting it I'm, as someone I'm, who's kind of new newer to the series right like you said not really a big dabbler in splatoon 2 but you know where where are you feeling now that you're kind of a little more bought in yeah i'm i'm probably around an eight or a nine I'm really enjoying it. I think especially for players like us who typically play really long games, JRPGs that are 40, 50, 60 hours, something about getting in and out in three minutes is just really appealing to me. And if if you want to do it for a couple of hours, you can. Um, But lots of times when I'm playing, it's between doing other things. It's when I need a break from something like the dishes, jump on Splatoon for a round or two, and then I get back to doing chores around the house or finishing up something for work and i'm i'm really enjoying just being able to hop in and hop out yeah i had you know uh, an example of that you know lately i've just i've had no time for extended gameplay like i've all i've played a lot of splatoon but that's because you know the reason i was able to beat the story mode is i could hop on for when i had 20 minutes i could knock out three or four uh kettles in the single player mode um because each one is between what two three minutes at most yeah um, I could hop on to a, uh, a round of salmon run while waiting on, you know, a, a reply from an email that I sent or, you know, whatever. And so even though I haven't had a lot of sustained gaming time, I've been able to put a lot of time into Splatoon 3 and feel like it's been productive. Like every time I hop on, if I have five minutes, I can do something productive. In fact, before we got on this call, I had a quick five minute gap between when we were scheduled to you know, start the episode and I finished up the work I was doing. I hopped on, I played one round of turf war. It got me the coin I needed for the item I'd ordered on the Splatnet. Now I've got, you know, I've got a brand new hat, ready to go. See, perfect. And you know, the other thing that I'm really enjoying about Splatoon, and it's not necessarily related to the game, um, mm-hmm. or at least the gameplay itself, but the marketing push behind it and just the general attitude of everything has been awesome from Nintendo. So the the Switch or, or the Switch OLED, the Splatoon Switch OLED looks awesome. I really like the uh, the Pro Controller they came out with, and then all the apparel that, and some of it looks like the apparel that's in the game. I just think it's it's an awesome like community building um, yeah. like marketing push that uh, I'm really really liking a lot. And I'm a sucker for all of it. I have the, I bought the OLED. I'm, I'm now a believer in the Switch OLED. It is, if you're, a, if you are a handheld Switch player, it's worth the upgrade. Trade in your old Switch, get an OLED, right? I think that's a, a, a an easy uh, suggestion at this point. It will make uh, you a handheld player. My God, it's so good. Um, yeah, I've played a lot of handheld Splatoon because of that. It's, you know, it, it's the screen is better. It, it, it is better. Um, I bought the the pro controller because I love me a good pro controller, so I got the new one, and uh, I've got a little you know a little little Splatoon backpack on uh, on pre order, so we're ready to go. It's uh, it's been uh, I'm a sucker for Splatoon merchandise. I just like I said, the aesthetic it works for me. I'm I'm digging it. Yeah, me too. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about our game recommendations of the week. 
And we're back. Matthew, have you had time to play anything else this past week? <laughs> um, not really. Uh, I have continued to play a little bit of uh, Live Alive. I'm enjoying that. It's been a real fun experience. I like, again, similarly to Splatoon, you know, uh, a single story doesn't last very long, but you can get a, a good couple hours experience for each narrative, and that's been a lot of fun. Um, but I actually want to make a suggestion that is non-Nintendo related. So this may not apply to some listeners, but I think um, because you already know my answer is go buy Splatoon 3 play that, I'm going to go uh, to the other side for, for this recommendation. I'm going to recommend that if you have never, if you have access to a PlayStation, an Xbox, a PC, it's on all of them. You can find it on every, you really only can't find it on the Switch. You need to go out and get yourself a Yakuza game. There was a, a state of play yesterday uh, where the they announced that um, Like a Dragon Ishin is coming out next year, a remake of a Yakuza spinoff from, from the Yakuza series. Uh, and just this morning, uh, our time, uh, last night, uh, Japan time, the studio behind the Yakuza series announced that there are three upcoming Yakuza games in development. The game is already seven uh, games long in the main series, um, not counting Yakuza 0, which is the uh, you know most well-known of the series. If you like yourself a, a good beat-em-up, an RPG, a story-heavy game, um, you gotta check out a Yakuza game. I recommend start with Yakuza 0. It's one of the best examples of the genre. Um, but if you like JRPGs and you want to start at a later entry point, uh, just a few years ago, Yakuza Like a Dragon came out, which is the seventh entry in the series and is a JRPG. So it takes a, it changes the formula from the previous, you know, uh, brawlers that the original games were and makes it a JRPG. And it's got one of the best, as I've said in, in previous episodes of this, actually, it's it's the best Dragon Quest game that's that's uh, come out in the last uh, handful of years. Um, that's from someone who absolutely loved uh, Eleven. So, uh, you know. You don't have to take my word for it. It's out there. You can find it. If you've got anything other than a Switch, you'll be able to play a Yakuza game, and you absolutely should. Speaking of Dragon Quest, did you see the the new announcement for... Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but the, the action RPG? Yeah, I'm excited. I like Dragon Quest. Give me more. I'm, I'm excited for Treasures. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, Treasures is going to be cool. Uh, DQ3, that, that uh, 2D HD remake. Um, I hope we get that soon can't believe it's been this long but um my recommendation this week is maybe an obvious one but i've been really enjoying the calabunga collection oh yeah you've so you you've spent some time with that i haven't picked it up yet yeah i would i would totally recommend it it's it's a little surreal to play you know the the nes ninja turtles game without the screen flicker it's awesome <laughs> um how how are you finding so, I mean, I'm going to just assume that in in a post-Shredder's Revenge landscape, it's a little tough to go back to those old, you know, the beat-em-ups, right? The yeah. the Turtles in Time and and, uh, and all that. Um, but the, the old NES games, I mean, notoriously difficult 
get, how are you finding that experience? Because I'd, I'd be worried that I would, I would not be able to, to, to make that jump. I'm not as big of a retro gamer as you are. So, you know, that's from, from that perspective, but, you know, as someone who really does love retro great gaming, you know, um, you find that experience. Yeah. Going back to the beat em ups is really tough. Shredder's Revenge just did everything so well and updated, you know, with quality of life updates, um, the, that sort of core gameplay in a way that it's really, really hard to go back to. And I like, I like a lot of modern, uh, other modern beat em ups like the river city girls games. I'm really, really into those. So going back, it's really, really tough. I mean, even just a few months ago, you and I were at an arcade playing turtles in time and I was really struggling even then before shredder yeah. revenge came out. Um, true. yeah, it was tough. Yeah. But the, the NES games, I think having the rewind feature makes a big difference. It's, oh yeah, absolutely. It's much much harder than I remember it being. Um, like, or maybe I'm not as good of a gamer as I used to be when I was a kid. But I spent so much time with the original uh, Ninja Turtles game on the NES back back in the day, and I'm only now after playing it. I don't know, maybe two or three hours back to where I got in that game or where yeah. I remember getting in that game, and it's only because of save states and the rewind feature. It's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I remember, um, you know, the, probably the most notorious of the sewers, right. Um, in, in that old, in the NES Ninja Turtles, I forget which exact one, but, um, for the life of me as a child, I, I have flashbacks still of that level, kind of like the, the tunnel in, uh, battle, uh, battle toads. Yeah. Similar, just like, oof, man, brutal experience. Um, and so I, I think about that, and that's the one thing that's like, I, like I want to check out the Cowabunga Collection because I love me some Ninja Turtles, and I, I, I do have a fondness for all of those games, but it seems like a, a tough ass to go back and play some of those older games. Though, I think as a as just like a, a curated collection of, you know, classic video games, it doesn't look like you get much better than the Cowabunga Collection. Um, it looks like a phenomenal package. Yeah, and you get so much for your money. It's not a full price, like a full $60 game. Um, it's available on virtually all platforms. Um, you know, maybe pick it up used if you're not super into it, but uh, I think it deserves a, a spot on the shelf. It's It's got so much, um, you know, so much content there. Some of the extra stuff they added in, like you can actually see the original box art and they flattened out the boxes and you can, you know, rotate them and, and, read all of the the stuff that, that was on the original box and there's some really cool small stuff like that that for yeah. you know people our age that remember the early 90s ninja turtles fandom you know it's it it's really cool to to have that in a collection mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's great I, the you know the the recommendation is coming through clear i'm i will probably get around to at least checking it out sometime soon because um it was on the radar it just you know with everything that's been coming out and stuff is haven't had time um what's let me ask you this let me put a, a different spin on on our game recommendations what's your next game oh god um that's a really good question because we're sitting here at the you know middle of September, I truly I think the next game that I'm I'm I might not play anything else until Bayonetta three in October. I don't know if I'm gonna it'll be pulled away from Splatoon. You know I'll probably finish up Live Alive, but I think you know the next big one for me is is Bayonetta three uh, come October. 
that's really where I'm at. Um, I'm trying, you know, I, I have plenty of backlog that I need to get through, but I just, you know, I could see at least dedicating a month to Splatoon before I, I bounce off of it. What about you? Do you have anything in in the queue, anything that you're thinking about uh, checking out? Uh, well, I'm actually going back and trying to knock out some of the backlog. You know, with the the surprise announcement of Octopath 2. I So I was going to, I wanted to mention that before we close, because I am very, very excited. I don't know why I didn't remember that when we were talking about the Direct. Um, that was probably my highlight of the Direct, because, uh, you know, you know me, I'm a huge Octopath 1 fan, you know, despite mm-hmm. all the criticisms, absolutely loved that game. Um, so I'm real jazzed about Octopath 2. And I've never finished it. I have gotten so far in the game, and then something else <laughs> has come up, and I've played something else, and I can't remember what I did. Yeah. So I'm about five hours into my playthrough right now, getting into chapter two of a lot of the character stories, and I am just determined I'm going to finish this game yeah. this time. Look, uh, it's not, you know, I, I saw someone on, on Twitter talking about this, you know, the, a good point made, right? The, the, the problem with the game is, like a lot of people argue, that the, the character's stories never feel super connected, and there's some, there's some grind that takes place um, in order to progress the story. You really have to level all of the characters equally. You have to spend a little time grinding between chapters to, to make, you know, uh, to make time for the next, you know, uh, story beat for each character. Um, and it can feel a little tedious after a while. And it, the payoff isn't great because none of the stories ever really connect in a meaningful way. Now I saw that and I thought, you know, this is really cool. You got a bunch of different vignettes. You get, you know, a little bit of each character and the other ones are there for support but they're, they're not relevant or important to the individual stories but the post credit dungeon and super boss tie the narratives together in a really i think satisfying way the problem is it's behind an incredibly difficult super boss um, and a very difficult post-game dungeon so not Great, though I recommend if you are determined to power your way through, there are ways to very quickly and easily break Octopath Traveler. Look them up, see how to just totally obliterate the difficulty with, you know, um, the advanced classes and things like that and lean into playing the villain. Like any good uh, Team Asano game, um, you can destroy the difficulty if you know what you're doing, just like any good Bravely Default, right? So do that please check out the post game dungeon try to beat that post game boss it also has the best uh, one of the best boss themes of all time um so totally worth worth the the effort i would say if you're if you're determined to get through octopath traveler the the post game stuff is worth doing in that game yeah i am i'm determined i, I don't really like you i don't really have anything else coming until the october november um, probably the next yeah. Pokemon games are probably the, the next new games on my list. So between now and then, I'm going to try to knock off some of the, the backlog. I'm going to convince you to play at least Bayonetta 1. I'm going to get you to do it. I actually have it. I, I think I played the, the first level, and um, Brooke was in the room, and she was like, what is this? I was like, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not the most, uh, it's it's a difficult game to explain to someone who doesn't know what's going on, what you're playing, because, you know, it's it's a little over the top, or a lot over the top, but gameplay-wise, um, and, uh, you know, as of recording, as of today, um, a whole bunch of uh, previews for Bayonetta 3 came out, and they have been glowing about the game, 
um, a lot of a lot of people got hands on at PAX, um, I believe, or Tokyo Game Show, one of those two, and they have come back with the verdict that um, I saw one uh, commenter, one one tester saying, um, if his time with the the demo was an indication, this might be the best action game that we've ever seen. Wow! Um, so hey, uh, you know, hyperbolic, absolutely. Am I excited? You you better believe it. I already have the collector's edition on pre-order, and I cannot wait for that game to arrive. All right, let's leave it there. Matthew, thanks again, man. Hey, pleasure as always. Glad to talk again. Hopefully, uh, we'll do this again soon. Yeah. We'll be back in your inbox next week.